the Bronx has always had its own unique flavor when it comes to everything, especially fashion. The Bronx is the home of fly guy attire and the home of the dopest fashion designers. On this episode, we sit down with one of the dopest fashion designers from the Bronx. He hails from Little Jamaica, also known as Uptown Bronx. He is an entrepreneur, creative, and thought leader on a mission to inspire the world through his creative art. His name is Muggsy McFly. Studios, and we about to interview this brother right here, oh Muggsy McFly, in the building, in his building, actually. We in your building. Yo, you guys are crazy. What's good? What's good? Talk to me. Chilling, brother. So I just want to say how much I appreciate you. Uh, we've been trying to get this interview going for a, a little, a little while. But one thing I have to say about this man right here is super humble, super dope. Like anytime I reach out, he reaches back immediately, and we were able to get this done on a long day after work. But this man made it happen, so we appreciate you, brother. Always, man. Come on, like you know where you're coming from, Uptown Bronx, baby. <laughs> and we are gonna talk about Uptown because Jay's actually from uh, Downtown Bronx, from the South South Bronx. So we are gonna talk about what, what all of that means, oh, the difference. We gonna talk about it. Um, all right, so. So if people have been living under a rock and they don't know who you are, right? I don't know how that happens, but if that yeah, there are some people yeah, like facts, that who facts. don't Planet Mars, Planet Mars, <laughs> right? Um, who is Muggsy McFly? How do you identify? Um, I feel like I'm just someone that, you know, the wildest dreams. He just tried it. Um, I went against the grain. I'm a creative. I'm a designer. A part-time superhero. I'm the push the red button because I need saving. Mm. That's that's who I describe myself as. Um. I'm a pretender. If I feel like I want to do something, I pretend and I do it, and it becomes reality. So I'm an alchemist. Mm. I love that, yo. I love that. So Muggsy McFly, we know you got an appreciation for the legendary movie. Of course. Right? And so where does that, why that name? And what, and, and what does that mean? And when I say legendary movie, just in case you don't know what I'm talking about, it's Back to the Future. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so before I jump to the McFly part, I go to the Muggsy part. So um, y'all won't know, but I fresh from the gym, 15 fools in LA Fitness. <laughs> fresh from the gym, time escaped me. Um, so I always play ball. Um, y'all won't see it, but I got some McFly um, basketball sneakers. That come might on, come. put them on real quick, <laughs> yo. Basketball samples. Out. I might Fact. come out next year. I, I actually, technically, you know, real designers actually test their product before they sell it to you, so it's not bullshit. That's so, um, my name was Muggsy, off of the small, the shortest basketball player ever, uh, Muggsy Bones, Bones. Five, three. <laughs> I was actually four eleven when I went to high school. I'm six two now. Yeah. Don't, 4'11". don't don't even try to understand it, but I'm six two now. I was four eleven. Um, the McFly part, people call me Muggsy in school, and it leaked to my, my uptown Bronx area, and I wanted to brand it. I don't know what I, I don't know how I just had this idea to know to do these things before I had a brand, mm. and I was like, "There's already a Muggsy. If I'm gonna be Muggsy, I have to be Muggsy something else." Facts. Um, and I was uh, fascinated with you know Back to the Future, um, Marty McFly, and the idea of I was in like I love the future, 
and how he was infatuated with the future. He cared so much about the future, he almost ruined his present and his mm -hmm. past. Mm -hmm. So, and I always aim to be timeless, which is what I do with the clothing at the same time. So, you know, I took the name and just put it together, and I was like, it's beautiful. And then the MM, and that was just my name. And McFly is actually an acronym for Many Can't Fly Like You. Mm. So it was just like, you know, the style. Many Can't Fly Like You. And that's just affirmation to myself. Like, you know, before I was so deep fashion, I never, you know, I, I didn't grow up like formally knowing fashion or the soul or make clothing. I just liked clothes, I had taste levels. Yeah. yeah, facts. So we're gonna get into that a little bit, but before we jump into just your love for fashion, how you and how you found that, tell us a little bit about um growing up. Like you from uptown? What was that like? Where exactly uptown did you grow up? Right? Um, talk to us. So we are right now on White Plains Road. I actually grew up on White Plains Road. Mm. I scoured this whole White Plains Road, and if you know anything about New York, most places are gentrified, but here facts. we are not. Yeah. The same places I went and bought food from, my mom brought me to as a four or five year old, coming out of public school, middle school, they still exist. And this is my, like, from White Plains Road 241st all the way to Gun Hills, I roam. Yeah. And then a couple of blocks in between, I just roam. So I grew up here, and it was kind of, um, it was difficult. My mom was a single parent, um, first generation immigrant from Jamaica. I'm the first person in my family born in America, actually. Wow. Wow. So um, it was a lot. So, you know. I was always bright, but I was short. Um, I didn't have it financially. I had a taste for fashion from early, and I kind of just had to figure out. I think that's where I got my style from, because the less I had, I had to make more. Like, you know, Biggie has a rhyme about, you know, the jeans I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. I did that. Facts. <laughs> so yeah, I facts. felt him. I did the Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then the Fridays were, all right, let's get it. Yeah, yo, keep it a buck, too, for me. Like... Uniform helped me out in high school because it was the same thing. We we didn't have money to be fly, and like even on dress down day, everybody came fly, fly sneakers, fly fit, and I was still like, I'm wearing these same boots that I wear every day. Constructs that was like my part of my uniform, yeah. right? And so now I feel you. I, I had it's so crazy though because growing up, I hated uniform, and I never realized that that was the way to save kids that didn't have it. Mm. But I still wanted to take the challenge to have it, no matter what. I just didn't care. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to figure it out. Yeah. And now looking back, it's like, oh, that's why. Okay. But we ball. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we yeah, hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You, figure that, you figure that out. And yeah. Kev, I'll pass it to you in a second. But I think one of the things that's important for me that I think about oftentimes just in terms of fashion and not having it, like you were saying, is the resiliency behind it, right? Because exactly. you're like, yo, you're like, yo, yeah, I might not be able to have this shirt right now or these sneakers or whatever it is that you want, but you might figure it out. And it, and in the process of figuring it out, you got to go through some hurdles. Mm. And then when you have that joint in your hand... People forget the social media stuff and everything. There was a time where you are, all you got is your rep outside. Mm. And in school, that's where it starts. So if you ain't dressing right, you getting... You, oh, you know, and the bully, bullying ain't, game. ain't like the TV yeah. shows where you get beat up. It's yo, look at yo, he wore that pants. Word, word, word. I, I seen people mess up someone's pants so they can make sure that's the same pants you wore the next day so they can cut your yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, your shoes is dirty. I've vicious. I've seen it, and that's where you get the ticks, the thick skin, and the and the resilience to just figure it out. And you still, you still getting roasted today, like of course it's you still know. Happening. So that's why if you, if you know anybody that grew up in like similar neighborhoods in the Bronx, or wherever, and the roast session start, we so quick with this joint 
because we grew up having to be ready. Having to be ready at all times. Yeah, crazy. It was, it was. It really. Is, you could tell the difference now, cause like, oh, you guys are like it's funny. Like you can't say anything wrong in society. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I think about it now, like the things people are able to do and get away with is like, wow. That's why like I take my fashion risk. Is like this is somebody like you could put beads in your hair. I'm like, listen. Yeah. My skin is tough. I, what I what I've been through, and what y'all me. what y'all crying about now, this is light. I'm it's a cakewalk, easy for me. So, yeah. And just in case you hear a noise in the background, we are really uptown in the Bronx. The train will come. This is, this is authentic experience. You're gonna, the train, you're, train, gonna going you're gonna hear the two trains. You're gonna hear the Jamaican music, the Spanish yeah. music, the train. Gunshots, motorcycles. <laughs> I mean, it's, we really live from the Bronx. Yeah, yeah facts. Yeah, <laughs> so tell me a little bit about. So you said uh, growing up, you didn't necessarily always having the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So where did your appreciation for fashion come from? Like, who were some of your inspirations? Was it other kids around you? What did you see? What made you want to? Uh, I'm trying to think. I, it's funny. I don't really know where it actually came from. It might have been school. You know, like. I think my cousin might have been the first person that actually got me thinking about it because he went to school. He was like three, four years older than me, and he went to school. He went to school like you. You know, we all had our play clothes, and then one day he just started going to school. And he looked great. It's like what the hell? Like he got all these new clothes. He going to school shopping, and it's like you know you only cared about toys and stuff. But then it came to a point where it's like, nah, this they talking, they taking them shopping, and then you start going to school, and then you know you back to school shopping, you get clothes. And then what, I didn't care about clothes until you hear other kids cut ass on clothes. Like, yeah. Oh, I got to keep up. And yeah. that's where it just kind of instilled in me. Like, yo, all right, I need to get up on clothes. But I can't really give school all the credit because my mom told me this story really, really, really late. And I wish you would have told me earlier because I knew that I should have been a fashion designer from the jump. She told me I should go to um, stores. And you know, kids like Ninja Turtle shoes and all that other stuff. Right. But she was like, no, you go in the store. And I was obsessed with ProCats. And Pro Cats had the little blue box on the back. I couldn't even talk yet. Yeah. Like, but I knew that's the shoe I wanted. To the point that I wouldn't leave the store unless the guy would go in the back and draw a blue wow. box on the back. Wow. So I knew brands from then. And I'm like, yo, if you'd have told me that, I would have knew that's where I should have been from the jump. But So I got a, I got yeah. a question about that. So you said first generation. Yeah. Uh, Jamaican mom. Yeah. So how did your, your mom feel about you saying, hey, I'm going to be a fashion designer? <laughs> <One more clutch. laughs> I ain't gonna lie. All right, so basically, I, I believe African families, yep. Caribbean families, all anybody from from them places, and you come here, they are extremely, extremely into your success. Oh, yeah. So if you're and I, like I said, I was first generation. My older cousin, he kind of went out the the route. My cousin that we are like a month apart, he was finished with school. I was the first guy. So there's girls in my other side of my family that graduate, but I'm the first guy. So you know the guy the stigma, yep. like wasting, whatever. I'm the first guy to graduate, so it was heavy on me. So now I to this day I have a bachelor's of science in accounting at St. from St. John's University. Make some that noise. I use Make some one noise. time and I didn't like it. And that like it's different if you already expect your kid to not be smart and bright yeah. or whatever. But I wasn't, and then for me to pivot that way, it was like, whoa, wait. What are you doing? Like, if he was already a bad kid, he's like, yeah, I'll count on you out. But for me to be like, I was at a level where they wanted to skip me. And my mom said no. Like, that's how baby genius I was. So for me, for me to get out of school, have a job, and stop, and then tell my mom, like, yeah, you know, I'm not doing that shit again. It was kind of like, 
what? Like, yeah, what do you died. mean? Like, nah, I'm not doing it again. So it was kind of, it was tough. It was really, really tough them first few years. She didn't understand it. It didn't get to a point where I didn't ask her for money anymore. And it was like, what are you doing? And then you start seeing me on the news. And it's like, oh, all right. I get it now. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, legit. It, it yeah. didn't take till then for her to really get it. Like, all right, cool. So let's let's dive into that, right? So you spoke a little bit about your upbringing, yeah. your eye for fashion at a young age, and I and because we do our homework, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that I read up, re- I was reading up on you. One of the things that I read was that the age of thirteen is when you started to design so that you had clothes that match your kicks. So this is the thing, like I said about this four eleven thing. You know, are we here in twenty twenty two? Whatever, everybody wears. Listen. Kev can't wear that on my block. His shit is tight. It's young. <laughs> he can't get away with that. Facts, facts, facts. He Yo, can't do it. That's bad work back in them days. Facts, Yo, no, matter of fact, facts. even his shirt being over yeah, his, yeah, his yeah. elbow, young. That's your little though. brother, the yeah. tight little brother. My shorts being as high up? Your little brother oh, is over. Game time. So, Manuel, I'm little. I had the dilemma. This is why I really had to finish. I had the dilemma of being... Getting, I'd have to buy extra large in kids or extra small in men. And those were very limited. So I, they were in Paco jeans, Jabot jeans, Mecca, double XL. I can't, I can't even fit that. Mm. I'm going to the kids section and they don't even have it. They don't have the same. They don't, the Jordans and the kids and the Jordans and the men's don't look the same. I'm looking crazy. like. So it was really, really hard. That part was like, that might have been the hardest part of it for me. So I had to figure out, there was actually a place, I'm on two, I'm on the Reed, 238th, White Plains Road. There was a place, actually two blocks from here, SNS Sports, now called Diamondback Sports in South Bronx. And they used to customize stuff, and I had my first taste of making my own. Mm-hmm. I had a, another friend of mine who had a brand a couple of years ago, and we used to just go, and like, yo, let's try and make stuff. To the point, I probably made like one thing with them, but I used to go there, and my ideas would roll. I didn't have the money to create, but that's where I started. So... And then I probably found something that came out before Custom Inc. and made shirts for my team and whatever. You know, everybody had teams back in them days. Yeah. And that's where it came from. <laughs> Yo, when was, what your, was your team? My, yeah, what was your team? Well, my team was L-City. <laughs> 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 so, like, that was um, Lori Place, about 226 and White Plains Road. And I hated the name, but it was my block, and I, was, I had to rep it. Yeah, and then yeah, eventually yeah. it translated to a bigger thing where it was UTB, which was Uptown Boys. That's me and my boy Tips and a bunch of other people we grew up. We actually ended up doing a whole collaboration in it. It goes crazy. That's so, cool. yeah, it actually ended up working out. So Yeah, what was that first sale like, though, right? Whatever you the made, first whatever article clothing f- was, what was it? The very first thing I sold was a phone case. Okay. And it's so, I still don't understand what Time made me out. know. A phone case for what type of phone? What year? What year? Four. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, tell me, we, we talking. We on 14. Yeah. S-E shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about four. Nothing <laughs> up. Four. That's it. Like, so I oh, I don't know what made me think. I always wanted to make shirts. I probably made a shirt and it came out trash. Cause I didn't know what I was doing in my Photoshop. Um, I taught myself Photoshop. Um, I didn't know the translate from file to actually printing files in them time. Yeah. And I remember I went to this print shop that I'm still cool with today. That kind of became like a mentorship to me. Facts. And the cheapest thing to make was a cell phone case. And I made it for mm. myself. And I said, you know what? Mm. This is my business card right here. This is, before Instagram, my business card right here. Everybody always has their phone with them. Yeah, it's instant real estate. So I say, you know what? Let me start making phone cases, and it was easy enough that I could make it to order. And that was the very first thing I sold. And I remember making a little collage when I first on my Instagram, like seven, eight people with my phone cases, just taking selfies. Cause boop, that's the 
yeah, yeah. And, and was it, it Muggsy? Was, was it was it, like yeah. it was signed by McFly, more dreams, best sleep. And the funny thing is, when I first made the brand, Simon McFly originally was my email signature. Like I got, I remember, I don't know who it was that emailed me, and they had a fire. They had like the name written out, like in a sing, like a like a signature, and it had their name and their title. And I was like, wow, that's mad professional. I'm like, it's actually a graphic, and I was like, this is fire. And I started signing mine as signed by McFly. That's fire. And. I sat there and I looked at it. I said, "This has to be something." And it's funny. I never knew what it was gonna be. It was that first. It was a Facebook album, mm. and I just left it. And yeah, then yeah. one day I saw him make clothes, and I was. Oh. Yeah, your, your branding is, is is like on point, bro. Yeah, like your, your it's, branding is. is I, it's work. you know why? Cause it's realistic. Like it's really just how I feel. Like I really do love Orange. I am McFly. I am from the Bronx. I am. This is water, by the way. It's just yeah, we're not we're not getting lit right now. No, right? We yeah, could. Yeah, I mean, it's our show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our show. We do what we want. It's our show. We're yeah, in the studio. The cup is clear. Cup it gets clear. cold. It turns orange. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to. You know. And and then also just talk about the setup, right? Like when you when you come in here, it's not just a regular clothing store, right? You really get a one-on-one experience. So like, if I'm a if I'm a client coming in here, just talk me through what that process is. So basically, yeah, you come upstairs and then there's, you know, the MMs in, in the neon color. Um, I also make sure that almost, well, basically every single person I contracted to help me with this space was a friend and black or, you know, minority for the most part. Yeah, the yeah, floors yeah. was done by my guy. That sign was done by my friend. Um, the security cameras was done by my friend. I, I made, I try to keep it in because I want to build with my people, literally. Mm. So you come upstairs, there's a McFly studio um, rug right there as you come up. Usually you stay right there and wait. You come into this room and shop. You see some of the accomplishments, some art. Oh, we gonna talk about oh, yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talk all right, about leave it and right you there. And you get a, you yeah, get a visual tour then, too. We'll put then, that out. And then the clothing, and then the other side, I make and design stuff for people. And then upstairs, I shoot them. Not really shoot them, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> make, yeah. create content. I'm sorry. I know we in the Bronx, but I didn't shoot nobody. So you mentioned something interesting about um, about your team, and we're gonna, it's a conversation, we're gonna go off script a little bit. Mm-hmm. So in terms of your team, how did, like, is it just you? Is there a team? Like, who's who's around you in terms of making all of this happen? So, brand-wise, it's really me. There's times where, you know, I'm Batman and I'll go see the Justice League, you know, every once in a while. Yeah, like, yeah, I, that's yeah, the yeah, best yeah. way I can explain it. I always think about myself as 2001 Allen Iverson. He had nobody on his team, but, during the off season, he playing the Olympics with everybody and their mother and the Kobe and them. It's a whole different experience. Um, for the most part, I design. I've designed ninety nine point nine percent of my brand. There's two things I can think of top that I didn't design alone, and it's uh, it's not even here. There's a, a airbrush shirt that I told the guy what I wanted and he did it. And then these aren't out yet. These are the basketball sneakers, and I have a good friend of mine helping me design them. Just getting somebody else's eye yeah. in these, formulating off of my ideas. But every and maybe my collaboration with Tips, we that's probably it. That's it. Three items I can name off top that I didn't make. Everything else is my, you. Everything else is just me, like flat out, completely my vision, no assistant at all. Um, for the most part, I make some stuff here, or I design it via Photoshop and send it to yeah. the factory, down to my rug. You know, that's all me. What made you want to have like an actual brick and mortar, right? Because I know so much mm. people like shop online and people get their clothes online and stuff like that. Why actual physical location? So I believe that you want to set yourself apart and you want to be better than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it actually came to a part where like 
I mean, I was supposed to meet with Bernice one time. I was supposed to meet with Mayno and like a couple other heavy That's hitters. That's Bernice Burgos. Right? Bernice Burgos. <laughs> 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 Name drop it. I mean, Un- unrelated. I'm the biggest crush on her. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's my, my, my homie. So it's so funny because like I, it really hit me because she's like, oh, we need to meet to like you know I help I help I design for her brand, yeah. and she's like, we need to meet, and I'm like, damn, I don't have nowhere in the bro- like we don't have like no regular cafe or mm. Starbucks or something to meet at. Mm. It's like Panera Bread and Bay Plaza. That's about it. It's like, damn. I don't have no way I could bring on it. Like, this is crazy. And I'm like, damn. So we end up like going to Dykeman, which is fuck it, we ball. It was fun. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, I need yeah, that. Yeah. I met Mayno by the park and Gun Hill. We just chip. Like he's gangster. He's not afraid of anything. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like, nah. Like to bring like, no matter what who you are, to bring yourself to that level, you need a place of business. Mm. It's it, it just it just separates yeah. you, and it also is mentally something. Because I remember before I had this actual place. I got an office because a good friend of mine, um, my friend Ed from since um, 1982, he told me you need to get out of bed and drive somewhere and get dressed because mm. it kind of makes you want to go work. Yeah. When you know you're out of your, your bed isn't right there, your fridge is not there, the TV is not right there, you'll work differently. There's no table here. There's no bed here. Yeah. Of course, there's food and distractions, but you won't get completely distracted. You'll be motivated to go and come here. Right. And that's why oh. I did that. Also... I started tra- I used to I started traveling a lot and it's like I need to be able to house things. So if I have somebody able to come in or have an assistant here and there to come in and sell to someone, it stands. And I wanna actually just represent for like my neighbor. You walk by and see that sign, it's like Yeah, yeah it's a different feeling, you know. So so I just wanna take a second to think about your entrepreneurial journey, right? Yeah. So I was reading on, I think in Essence, they, they put out an article, right? They did an interview on you. And they said, number one, you started your brand with no investors. Of course. And a $1,000 credit card limit. And whatever money you made from promoting. <laughs> when yes. you was like promoting events and shit. Yeah. Wow. Yo, talk. Can, about that. Yeah. So just talk a little bit about that journey, right? Just like you literally did this with your own money. Started like... On your own, ground up, building this. Well, I believe. Well, I've learned that a lot of things that we know and love, that are like critical to our culture and everything, we don't own. And that's the thing I hate the most because I feel like we don't own what we make. You know, I don't want to get into the Kanye spiel, but you know, he talks about the, the fact that a lot of things we can't make decisions because we don't own things. And I had a really, really deep conversation with my uncle before he passed. And I, before I was coming to accountant, he's like. Become an accountant, but be a CPA and own your practice. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell me, he's like, yo, the trap is the rapper and basketball player they want you to be. Why do you think you want to be that? Because guess what? Those guys are employees. Mm-hmm. And from that day, I realized that they telling LeBron James to shut up and dribble. Mm. And legit, he can't just sit out whenever he wants. He has a contract. He has to play. They might dress it up the way they want to. Has to play. You've seen it with Lil Wayne and Frank Ocean. They gotta drop this album. Yeah. Because they have contracts to that. They don't own their name and their likeness for a lot of things. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. And it's like, I just want, like, I'd rather take away my uh, security blanket or guarantee money to ownership. Because now I can give this to someone. And then, of course, Ding Dash. Yeah, yeah, that in your head like you yeah. can't get us to your, your kids <laughs> yeah. and I'll never forget that it's like wow I was already on my journey when he said that but I I just wanted to, to own it like I, I'm always going numbers and I want to have control I see people in groups and stuff and it's like 
because he's not here and I can't do this and I'm limited yeah. by that. I'm a very creative person. I have to express it. All this is ex expression. Ain't nobody gonna tell me I can't put these up on the wall. Can Can you talk? You, you're mentioning some really important things, right? Because a lot of times we don't read what's in the contract and the fine print, and so we sign off because we, just want the money. we see the money, we see the dollar signs, right? But you mentioned likeness, owning it, trademarking, right? Having your own. How'd you learn about those things, right? Because I think a lot of you could start your LLC, but you if you don't trademark certain things, right? I will like, tell you. Fuck that. I'm gonna I'm keep it a buck. You figure it out. The first thing you do is start. Mm. I got the LLC way after. I actually started the business. And I tell people, and a, a good friend of mine, uh, my actual kind, my friend's father, he told me like, yo, they, the only thing you, reason you get LLC is for to pay taxes or to get a business loan. Everything else, you ball. Just go for it. Mm. And that's, and then what are they taxing you off of zero? That's why so much people don't start things because they're trying to be so intricate and professional at the gate. And it's like, you got this beautiful roof on the house and there's no essence inside of it. Mm. Like, have the house. Have something. Have a desire. Have a demand first. Have a brand. Yeah. That's what I, and I figured it out after the fact. I got to a point where my bank was calling me like, yo, you have so much transactions. These are, this is a personal account. You need a business account. I said, let me get a business account. They said, we don't have those. And if you keep doing that, <laughs> we're going to get you. Transfer me over to Cash App. Cash App got a little heavy. I'm like, all right, I got to get LLC. Mm. Business. Now I have like, Four or five business accounts, and I could get a business loan, business credit line, everything. Yeah, and yeah. Change everything, and eventually, I mean, I feel like they have a, a saying that says a shark never outgrows his the tank he's in. So once you reach that level of the tank getting too small, then you you love yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. all natural. Like don't try to go like don't try to go by the book exactly. Like oh I'm gonna do this this flow be like water take shape of what of your life. Yeah, yeah. That's facts. how I do it, and it worked out for me. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. It, I, have my, I have my problems too, but it, it, it worked out. I'm here. I don't, we'll I'm, talk about that, right? Like, because, uh, again, go ahead. I will. I, I, I like that because I, I want you to know that it's not all sunshine and candy canes over here. Like, shit happens. The bigger you get, the harder it is. And I'll tell you, like, being someone that does it alone, you take the losses on the chin. Like, mm -hmm. it's me. Like, if I decide... Like, I, I watch and I pay attention to the industry, and it's like, they'll tell you, like, Kanye will drop the wave runners the first time, and it'll be three, four months till they ship. And being being the mental guy I am, I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. What he's doing is a pre-order. Yeah. Travis Scott does it, too. Yep. They'll, yep. They'll, they'll release will be six months later. And I'm like, because they have the clout and the name, they're able to get the demand yep. and then sell it. They have no risk because yeah. the, you paid for it already. They already starting with the profit and then subtracting. Me, I'll make fifteen hundred pairs or something, and I'll tighten up. Mm -hmm. Then I gotta put content behind it to sell it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a little different journey, you know. And then like, but again, at the end of the day, at the end of this movie, ain't no credits. It's mm. just me, one man show. So it's a little <laughs> bit, it's a little bit different. So I will tell people that like, anytime someone comes and tell me they want to do anything, I said, if you don't love it, don't, don't do, do it. it. Mm -hmm. Like. For me to get up in the morning and went to the gym, leave the gym and get invited to another gym, go walk my dog, then go to the next gym, work out, go get drunk, go get lit, and go back to, <laughs> go back to the gym and then come here and do an interview. And this is not even half my day yet. All right, so you, as we look at the, the wall behind us, and for those of you who can't see, we, we got some heavy hitters on there. We got Jim Jones. We got... 
Ghostface. We got Raekwon the Chef. We got my boy Young Thug. That's my favorite one. We got Bernice Virgo. We got there's, there's some heavy hitters on the wall. So oh, tell Fab. We got Fab. Yeah. We got F A B O. So I met Buddy Hill these, yesterday. You met who? Buddy Hill from Pacers. The best oh show. wow. Okay. It's cool, man. So working. No. So tell me. So you obviously working, but tell me. I, are these just like childhood Wait, friends? Wait, time out, Skilly like, Bang too. You can't leave that out. Come on, that's hold on. We yeah, they, just, Bronx, yeah. right? they shot it. They just shot the video too and all that. Yeah, come on. That's my guy. So I'll tell you. Well, before I get into this, as a designer, as an entrepreneur, do not look at this and think this is success or mm. this is the way. Mm. It's very saturated at this point where everyone wants to get influencer marketing, celeb marketing. It's not always the way. I promise you. There's a few of these people up here that translated to dollars instantly. And there's some others that did not. And you'll be surprised who is who. And it doesn't mean it's not a good look. It it brings brand energy and awareness. And it gets you in the conversation because I'll meet somebody and they'll know me. I'll I'll meet somebody, one of these people's stylists, and like, I know I heard of you already. I'm a network with Kenneth Ford and a guy who... Plans and stuff is like, yo, I live around. I, my brother wears your stuff. I know who you are. Mm. It's good for that. But don't always think that that's where you should push. I always tell people this before I go anywhere is that it's like whale hunting. If you sit there and sit there and wait for a whale, it's going to take really long. But you could catch fish. But guess what? You catch enough fish, what the whales eat? Fish. So get the, get the small community and you got, you'll make enough noise to catch these whales. But most of these people are just, yo, I feel like it's just God. Like, it, mm. it just lines up. I'll give you, I'll give you three of these stories. The, like Ber- the Bernice Burgos. Um, I'm a designer, um, as in, like, graphic as well. So I'm, I'm a party promoter. A friend of mine hit me, said he had a hosting. Bernice is hosting. I just started doing girl clothing. I'm like, shit. I don't know why. I'm like, some, some, you know, something just got to connect. Well, at the time, I'm charging only $60 for flies. I'm like, you know what? Flies on me. But I want a proper interest in her. I want to give her some clothes. So I walked in the club, seen that she was there. All right, cool. Owner there, DJ there, the person that's paying her. She got to listen to the person that's paying her. Yeah, yeah. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, how she, I'm like, wait a minute. How she got here? Oh, the driver. The driver's my man. He's actually mm. texting me right now. The driver's my man. So I'm like, yo. You see this bag? Make sure she goes home with this bag. Mm. Since I got you. So now I'm secure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, If yeah, he's yeah. about to leave, I'm getting to her. Yeah. Everybody's here. So I see people trying to slide and stuff, blah, 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 her and her assistant. I say, yo, it's time. All right, come. Mm. Introduce, this is designer. Went up to her, talked to her, said, yo, you're the gold. I designed stuff like this for people like you, and blah, blah, blah. Show her some pictures. Smile. Oh, this is nice. Gave it to her. Washed my hands. I said, yo, you got it? I hit my driver. Yeah, I dropped it here and here there. Eventually, you know, I end up getting an address because we end up doing business together in the future. But, yeah. like, all right, she live in Jersey? Cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sit back on it. Three months. Playing basketball. We was cursing each, each other out. Guy comes in and tell, tells us about herself. In the middle of that, my phone just goes crazy. And it's that picture. Oh. And that was the difference. Yeah. And then she proceeded to post that, a video, another picture, a highlight. And I'm like, why is she doing so much for me? Oh, my oh, God. So she really fucked with she you. She really fucked and with me. Brand. And yeah. guess what? I was so strung up that I didn't even say thank you yet. And my friend was like, did you say thank you to her? I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Jumped yeah. in the DM like, yo, thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. you. 
your stuff, your stuff is, is always be, is always stay ready so you don't gotta get ready. So I said, she said to me, I love your stuff. Quality's amazing. Who does your stuff? I said, she has a brand, right? I do your stuff. I do my stuff. We gotta connect, number. And here we are. I mean, I come up with these right now, like, how you doing? She came to my, she came to my, um, my grand opening, my, my old store. She came to my fashion show that just passed in October. I mean, that's, I, if anyone is my friend, it's Bernice. I, I won't lie. Like, I legit consider her a friend. Can, can you, I just want to kind of highlight something you said in that story that I think is really important. The, the idea about being ready. Yes. Can you talk about how important that is for entrepreneurs for like when a moment, like a big moment comes up? They say, like they say the thing about, it's never luck. Mm. It's just being available for blessings. Mm. And that's just really what it is. Like, um, you don't have some good clips to pull out of this. <laughs> I, can't, I can't help it. It's just the truth. I just, I'm just always ready for blessings. Mm. So, like, I'll, give, I'll actually give you the one that just happened this week, and mm. I'll give you the Jim Jones one. Honestly, I was on my way to the studio. I had a meeting with somebody, and they were flopping. I, I could just feel they were going to flop. And I'm like, you know what? I ain't going to go home, sob, whatever. I'm just going to come to the studio. This is where I need to be. Yeah. I just gonna come home with energies here. Driving, see my man's a rapper from over now. Really, I'm really cool with. We just started following each other like two weeks ago, the most. And he's like, he puts up some shit like, yeah, I'm about to go to this Brooklyn game. Who trying to fuck with it? And I was gonna write him like, yo, we out. I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to flop on this meeting by not looking good. But I'm like, you know what? I liked it. Put it up like 20 minutes ago. I'm like, man, people probably hit him. He got bitches, yeah. bitches hit him, whatever. He's like, yo, bro, we out. I'm like. All right, he's like, yo, and I'm really, I got these tickets from Buddy Hill. Bring some stuff in. Oh, I just stayed ready. This went from a flop to I'm in basically floor seats, <laughs> Brooklyn Barclays Center, VIP. Wait for the game to be over to meet with Buddy Hill. That's just staying ready. With the and you you had the bag. I had, too, to, had everything ready. Yeah. So ready. and then with the Jim Jones is just so funny because I remember I had a surprise party. And the theme for my surprise party, which kind of led to kind of make Fly Fest, was you have to wear my stuff. So I was like, okay, I came to the event, and I, I never forget. I, I reached the crossroads. And this, this becomes a time when an entrepreneur, where you just know things without it being logical. It's just energy. You know. Mm -hmm, yeah. So I tell people and brands that be mindful of what you post. I try not to post too much camera phone pictures. I try to be as professional shoots and whatever. Mm -hmm. Clean cut, whatever. And I remember we did a little funny picture where we had all our feet in it and everybody had my sneakers on. And we were doing like dip, dip, dog shit. I don't yeah, know if y'all yeah. been outside yeah, that long. Yeah, yeah, Hiding yeah, yeah, manhunt, tag, and all that shit. Yeah, all so that we mean. doing it with the shoes. Yeah, and I did a boom, somebody did a boomerang. And I was like, send that to me. And it was so, I, it, I felt so good about it, but it wasn't like a professional video. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to post this, but it's not. You know what? I'm going to post this mm. the next day. Jim Jones likes it. And I'm like, first of all, it was going crazy. I'm like, wow, I'm happy I posted this. Yeah. Then he likes it. Justin Dean, like, yo, family, I'm fucking with the sneakers. What's up? And I'm like, Capo. Change your DMs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me double check. My, yeah. All right, let me, let me be honest. <laughs> I love all these people. Yeah. Right? But when, first of all, when a celebrity hit you first, it's one thing. Mm. Two, this is dip set. Yeah. This is outside. Yeah. This is different. This is like, who the fuck is you talking about? You yeah, understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's come on. So when that happened, I was like, whoa, I move fast. Like, yo, where you at? Yo, I'm gonna be in town tomorrow. I am hit you. I didn't even get his number yet. I'm just 
yeah, yeah. Stoke. Straight, straight yeah. business. Like, so yeah. I'm watching. He just started doing. He just started opening a studio where he's shooting shit with other people. Wait, like, yo, what's up? He's like, yeah, I'm about to go to Ricardo's. Like, I'll come straight to you, bro. He said, mm. all right, what size you wear? Nine? Got you. Go to Ricardo's. Mind you, he just shot a video. Dirty blood niggas in it. I swear to God. I'm like, <laughs> Mind you, them same dirty blood niggas is at Ricardo's outside with him. So I'm like, fuck, man, I'm a Bronx nigga. I'm fearless. I come out with a bag, walk past a bunch of people sitting in. I see him. One of his little goons stepped up a little bit. I'm like, yo, copper, what's good? So like, oh, and he knew it was me instantly. Part the Red Sea, the Red Sea, and gave the bag. And I got this nice little video where he just takes a sneak out, and I'm just start, I just started recording. I'm like, you know what? With celebs, I'm, I'm on point. It's a lot of points you need to get. Your post, their post, and the post post where they actually wear it and tag you. So I'm like, okay, so that was a story. The first one I did was record him receiving the sneaker because if all else fails and he doesn't wear it, I have that. Mm. And he talked about black. if we could do black on black crime, we could do black on black brands. He gave me a crazy spill. I'm like, love you. Then he said, this is why I fuck with him. He said, let's do it on my phone. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> yes, that's, yes, sir. Whatever you say, <laughs> boom. He does it on his phone, blah, 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 blah. Mind you, Ricardo's from here it's on, a, on a night. It's probably a little bit later than this. Maybe 18 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say like a 20 Eight, minute. 18 yeah. minutes. I drive fast. Yeah. Eight, <laughs> 18 minutes. I'm talking about from here to there, I probably sold seven or eight sneakers. Oh. Just off his post. Just off this is a story post. post, not a post on the, on the, on the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? I could. I got the video. He posted it. I got money. I could die peacefully. It's cool. So I'm not going to press him and ask him when he's going to wear it. I just left it alone. Yeah, yeah. So I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I, 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 I talked to myself. I said, wait a minute. If he came to me, that means he liked it. There's no pressure. It's not like he was a gift. He asked for it. So he's going to do something with it. I just got to be patient. He waited out. One of my friends, I said, Taylor, and she works in Revolt. She's like, yo, Jimmy going to wear your shit on trip report. I said, what the fuck you talking about? She's like, yeah, I went to work today, and he had his sneakers on. I said, you're fucking lying. And she sends me pictures. And I'm like... She sent me a story of somebody else, yeah, the stylist. Yeah. I go, shit, stop stealing her shit. I roll her like, yo, can I get pictures? I'm the thing that she styles Trey Songs and whoever. We follow each other now. She wants to hit me up with basketball plays. I gotta make basketball sneakers sizes soon. Hey, <laughs> soon. Then there's photographer. I see her post something. Boom. So yeah. I'm clicked up. I got all my content just in case. And that's actually this picture, mm. just in case. Next day, he drops that teaser with my oh. sneakers as the headline, Drip Report, episode six. And I'm like, that that must have went crazy. But wait, there's more. <laughs> and then he drops the the actual um, drip report video. He called me Marty McFly, but not Marty McFly. But it was cool. Everybody knew who it was. And his tap, he he had on Virgil stuff. He introduced my stuff before Virgil. I felt great. Oh, wow. Tagged it and everything. Everything down to the outfit. And then of course the stream went crazy again. And I mean, as a designer, besides the money part, just being stamped by someone that you see as a fashion icon means that much more. I just, I have a question, right? Because these are, these are really great stories and I think they're super motivational. So two things. One, you dropped a quick gem that I want people to receive and make sure that they heard, right? Yeah. And it was the three different posts that need to happen. Yeah. Can you repeat that? So, when you're dealing with a celeb, it's first, the action, there's three kind of posts. It's me getting a post from, me getting their them so the it's the meat 
it's 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 this is the Wu Tang. If they never wear it, I still get credit for that, no matter what, because they endorse it. I, I didn't tell Ghost. I didn't tell Ghost to do that. I honestly didn't. And Ray was actually eating, so he didn't have his in hand. But I, I seen it. And I was like, I need both of y'all in this picture. I need it. I need this energy. And they're not gonna say no. They actually messed with my stuff and invited me backstage CT for the show. And this is just me dealing with a, a regular guy that ends up being his road manager. Mm. I say, yo, we love your stuff. And they see me, and they were bigging me up the whole night, like, yo, bring him. So even, I'm not going to hound them for it. This is the that picture of mine. The mm. other picture is now, if they wear it, like, okay, a little mama, she, she wore it. She never tagged me on nothing. She wore it, I got it. That's the other one. The third one and the highest ranking one is they wear it on their own terms, and they post it. He didn't tag me. Ding Dong definitely tagged me. Ding Dong is actually a Christian Ding 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 Dong. Um, he has bounced the biggest dance hall song in, a, in the world right now. And he tagged me in everything. I love him to the moon and back. He wears it everywhere. Um, Skilly, he just wears it in the biggest stages. He doesn't tag, but I still get it. Now, this is a, this is a music video. This is a music video. I still get random FaceTime calls like, yo, you see it? You seen this? I'm like, of course I seen that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you feel me? So that, those are the three posts. The one that you take, before they wear it, the one that they do bigging you up, and the one that they actually model for you. Because mm. that means more. Like, Fab did this video and stuff with it for me. It's cool. But I know what really going to get the people going is him wearing it. It's mm. a whole different level when they actually wear it. Yo, so like, make sure you get the wall. Yo, we got an intern now. Live from the Bronx, we're moving up yeah. in the world. <laughs> sure, sure. Get the whole wall, brother. I love that. Uh, so, I'm not going to hold you. I was definitely looking forward to this interview all day. Nah, not just all day. Oh, like, bro, I, we've been talking for nah, I ain't gonna lie. I changed the date a couple times. It be, October <laughs> and Mugsy, Orange. It's a lot. It's but, a lot. Be, but even before October, bro, you've been on our radar. We've been like, yo, yeah. we need to we need to get Mugsy. We've been talking about this for months, yo. Literally. Even before Sunday. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But there was one thing that I had to talk about that I wasn't really looking forward to because I, I want to kick myself. So you are not just... Uh, your brand has grown so much, right? You don't just do clothing, you do a lot of things. So there was an event, McFly Fest. I'm gonna kick myself because I was not there. So, <laughs> so please tell me what McFly Fest was. Um, it was is, it, right? Because you is. still, you do yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna, I actually just spoke to Mount Vernon, the mayor of Mount Vernon to get this really amazing venue. So we'll, we might be super up this year, but let's go. Yeah, so t- tell me what is, what is McFly Fest? How did it come about? And what's the vision for it? Okay, so McFly, I really strive to give my neighborhood energy. So even being here is energy. Um, I, I do a couple, I, I met, originally I come from event planning and party promotions. So any event I do has to be something of substance. Mm-hmm. I do Usual Suspects, that's my fashion show. That was October 8th. It's always around my birthday, October 2nd. So I turned my birthday into a fashion show. Yeah. I think for the most part, how many people get to go to fashion shows that aren't fashion week? Very slim. I give that to my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. How many models could get a chance to model and they never modeled before? I give that to that. How much brands could get their brand on a runway without paying? I give that. Mm-hmm. So that's one. The second one is um, supply to demand. That's November 27th. I have 50 vendors. How much times can you, as a brand, find a place where you could guarantee a crowd and be in front of them and sell them stuff? And almost every single vendor has been successful since I've been doing it. Mm-hmm. They've been covered by the news. I think it's the fifth year, five years straight. See what I could do this year. I gotta make some texts. 
I mean, my girl went from channel 12 to channel 4. Let's see if she can pull something from me. <laughs> uh, Jess, shout out, Jess. I love you. Um, and then I went, and then um, I also, I'm a, I'm a, I, my first love of like creativity was music. I wasn't a rapper, beat maker, but I love my friends making music. I used to actually record them. I was a fake engineer for like two seconds. Um, so I used to do Uptown Bound, and that's like a, a basically like a small little concert series where I'd have like five, six artists. They could sell the merch or whatever. And like, how often do rappers get to have that? If it's not major stage or SOBs, it's kind of like it's a little bit more difficult. But let's do that here. I want to bring that culture back. So the last one was McFly Fest. Mm. And what McFly Fest, honestly, the very first thing McFly Fest is, is a humble brag. I'm not going to lie. You know why? Because McFly Fest, to get in McFly Fest, you must wear my clothes. To have 300, 400, 500 people in one place, all of my clothes, is a flex. Mm. Because I don't believe any brand I know of can do that. I don't know of any brand that's ever done that. That's not completely Nike Corp. I don't even think that much people wear going to go wear Nike in a given place at one time. You couldn't get in there without my clothes. Mm. And I feel like that was my, I feel like I was the only person. And that was a little seed that I got from the surprise party I had where people wore my stuff. And I'm like, wow, this feels good. Like, to just see so much people at one time wearing my stuff. I've gone to parties and see four or five, but now, and it's custom appreciation. So basically, how McFly Fest work is if you own the clothes already, just wear it. If you don't, buy before or at the door. So you basically stop and you basically get drip checked and it's like, ah, right, you got enough, go. You don't want to go by. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. every drink comes in this, every vendor that was there had a food guy. All his dishes were named after the brand McFly Fest, Uptown. To train everything that has to do with my culture, my environment, everything had the hookah flavors with Mirage, and that's named after the shoes. I'm, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, play yeah, down yeah. to the cookies, down to the edibles. Everything was me, and then I had performers, and every performer was dressed by me. I had a girl, Journey Montana from um, All American, my friend Dream Doll that I grew mm -hmm. up with. I uh, helped design it. It just got crazy. Like, yeah, yo, I, yeah, yeah. yo, listen to the names that the the humble brag, the the flight flex. I love it. Nah, I mean. <laughs> But these are your, and some of these not, people you knew before. No, like, like, um, like I, it's funny. Like, yeah. I, I love what Dream is doing. She's yeah. escalating, and we grew. I, I met Dream in the club, and I was just yeah. my, my sis. She shot with me back in 2015. That's real. And then like now she's bigger, and I'm like, yo, she just headlined Hot 90 um Summer Jam. I'm like, yeah. I pay, I pay you to get. I'm the type of person where if you're a star, I'm gonna treat my friend like a star. Yeah. Here's the money for whatever you gotta do. Outfit, boy, even ups, just to, everything you need yeah, 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 to yeah. perform. And yeah. Takira, and it was just like, and I feel like for the town, it's so hard for now. And also, McFly Fest, the, the last thing it was is to be able to include everyone. Mm. The, the other events I do, not so much kid friendly, but now you could bring your kid, you could bring your grandmother. Mm. There's free cotton candy and popcorn. Maybe next year it won't be because I gotta pay that venue. It's a different venue. <laughs> but I pulled it off, and um, that's what it is. I just wanna bring that culture back. Like, how often is you can go somewhere and you could be eating an edible, and your kid could have cotton candy going down a slide. And you can have a bottle. And then you get a free concert. Yeah. It was basically custom appreciation. Um, and that's what I was about. You know, I just... I, I, this is one of my favorite events because it's just so much going on and so much energy. And outside. And it's an annual thing. It's a, I, it was my first one. I, I flexed it. Um, it was a lot. And now I think it, I'm it looked, ready. I saw the recap. It looked... I, I was it, taking myself. It was time. amazing. Live from the Bronx will be there next year. Let's get it. Yeah, and, and I also think of it too, right? It's like, why? that's why we started the Bronx Summit, right? It's like, yeah. we just two dudes that grew up in the South Bronx, and we, we want to create a platform that gives people in the Bronx, creators of color, like, one, the information 
to learn about like how you get into these industries, right? So like, even the, like this interview, all the gems you're dropping, somebody's gonna be able to watch it and be like, damn, I could do this, I know how to do this. But to see them in person, to be able to touch them, yeah. feel them, right? Be around other people, building community and just, just learning, right? That's that's what we plan on doing and growing it and building it too. And we doing it from ground up too, right? Amen. So, but, but, the, but it's so important for the Bronx to have this stuff. And I want to segue really quickly, right, as you talk about uh, McFly Fest and where that's going to be uh, potentially next year, there's a really deep relationship between Uptown Bronx and Mount Vernon, right? Yes, and and talk a little bit about that relationship because, it, I mean, as far as long as I've known, like, there's always been a really close relationship. Is I mean, literally, I mean, it's right there. Um, I was actually born in Mount Vernon Hospital. I didn't know that till I was way older. But it's like I'm not gonna lie. If you're from Mount Vernon, I still consider you being from Uptown because we people, all people commingle. say that all the we time. All, we commingle so yeah. much that, like, honestly, I probably party in Mount Vernon more than the Bronx in the last three, four years. I mean, my fashion show was in Mount Vernon. My my concert was there. McFly Fest was there. Yeah. Um, it's just different rules, and it's smaller, and it's a concert. I I believe I, I also believe the Bronx is like the most creative borough. But then when it comes to like Westchester and them, Mount Vernon per capita, like the small, the, yeah, the amount is, is very, it's heavy. Like it's heavy. It's a tight knit group and they, they move as a unit and I love it. And I feel like they we have a marriage together. It's kind of like, I want to say exactly like New York, New Jersey, because it's kind of like, like you, even if you live in New York your whole life, you move to Jersey, it's like, yeah. I'm right here. But like Bronx and Mount Vernon, it's just like, we just go, we go together. It's nothing for my man. I'm like, I'm in Mount Vernon over here. Like right Yo, it just if you aren't familiar geographically, you could literally walk to Mount Vernon from, from, right here. from the Bronx. Yeah, from so, right here, you're yeah. five or six blocks that way. Yeah, that's it, and you're there. So I mean, yeah, that that is something that I live with. Like we, I, I don't see it any different. Yonkers, yeah, but Mount Vernon, yeah. Nah, yeah. We're, we're, we the same, man. Yeah. Absolutely the same. So you were saying you think that the the Bronx is the most creative borough. Mm-hmm. So do you think that the that the Bronx has its own swag in terms of like fashion and stuff like that? And if, how would you describe it? Of course it does. I just believe that it's kind of like water. It's yeah. kind of like water. Like you bottle it from the source. I believe that for the most part of what's left, Bronx is legit the Poland Spring. You actually bottle it right here. Mm. Most places, Queens. Brooklyn, even Harlem, like it's so gentrified and mixed up with like hipster and like people that, that has moved in and stole it. Yeah. But like I said, the patty store, my favorite patty store, the same grandmother's still behind the counter since I was four years old. What's your, wait, one? hold on, which one? Of course, Champion. I'm sorry, oh, Champion. Okay. I like Kit Kingston. I thought you were yeah, Kingston. That's what I did. That's, his, that's yeah. what he be talking All about. Right, if you really from White Plains Road, this is the get up. You go to Champion for the patties, they're bigger, by the way. That's the, and the, the crust. They the crust still open the, right now? Nah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm you do it. Quick, All right, now, y'all can go to Central. Central's down the block. I love Central um, Bakery. They have vegan, shrimp, jerk chicken. They go they go crazy. But okay. if you grew up on White Plains Road, you go to Champion for the patties, you go to Kingston for the um, the cocoa, cocoa bread. bread. Yeah. Okay. That's the marriage. Yeah, we used to do that religiously. Like, it didn't fail. Yeah, like, that's yeah, just yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it's just so dope. Like, even them, like, they moved from Jamaica and came directly here and didn't change a thing. Mm. So we still tap into our heritage and our culture all the time. Like, the pandemic came and everybody's eating these kind of things, like ginger and everything. It's like, my mom makes these ginger drinks since I was young. Yeah. It's just, it's engraved in me. This is not nothing new. Like, this, the things, the remedies they're telling you about, I'm like, 
I'm gonna look that when I've been outside too long. Bro, but our ancestors been doing that. Right? Like that's why. So it's like it's just passed down generation to generation to generation. Nah, it's so funny because yeah. I've learned, like, I have Haitian family, I have a Spanish family, and it's like, yo, we all eat the same food, just <laughs> called different things. Yep. Come yep. on, yep. son. empanada and the Haitian patty and a regular patty are almost same. all the same yep. thing. Yep. Every one of us eat bananas, but it's called plantanos. Yeah, plant yeah, yeah. something else. It's yeah. all the same yeah. thing because yeah. our islands got the same thing. Yeah, it just changed Thanks. names. Or might the spices might change? The, up the, the little seasonings yeah, might be a little yeah, different. Yeah, 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 but I can exactly. tolerate all of them. I love all of them. Yeah. So that's really what it is, you know. So, all right. Um, I think we're about to start to to wrap up. Okay. So, what is next for you? What's next? Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to scale. I wanna um. I wanna, I wanna crack into the, the corporate world, and I wanna do that without compromising my ownership. So I actually started working with a, a new um, marketing company that could actually get me on TV and like BT, ESPN commercial. Like I wanna get bigger, and I'm actually working with like banking companies to actually finance it because the real wealth is. Not to spend your money, spend their money and make money off of it. Mm. And that's something that where we're from, we don't really have that financial, um, you know, intelligence. And I'm learning that now. And another black man taught me that, and I'm working with him to figure that out now. And I like it. Like this fourth quarter might be amazing. So next, the next things I'm working on, one is the basketball sneakers I show you. Um, I'm working them out. Make sure that they're, I'm. A, I'm actually, if you ever play with me, I'm really gritty. I get. I don't stop. I'm crazy. I'm. Draymond, Tony Allen, all in one. And I, could sh- and I could shoot the three like PG Tucker in the corner. Either way, like I, I get busy. Um, so I'm working on a basketball sneaker. I'm trying to drop next summer. But like I, I would tell anybody that does clothing or does anything creatively, I use my strengths in everything I do. I'm originally a party promoter. With the sneakers now, what I want to do is I want to release it with a tournament. So mm. the tournament will have the basketball sneaker. I have plenty of friends that went D1, played yeah. overseas, got gold medals, legit gold medals for Puerto Rico and every other place. And they agreed. I mean, I'm still going to call Lance when I need to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And let's see, what, let's see if, if Buddy Hills, yeah, but yeah. Let, we'll see. My, yeah. Buddy Love, let's see what's yeah. up. So I want to do that and um, give that back. And then I also want to recreate moments of my childhood where like Little Penny, Jordan commercials, mm. Kobe commercials, Nike commercials. So but before the actual tournament, I'll, I'll drop all the tea right now because that can't stop me. <laughs> I want to recreate the Nike commercial. I want to recreate the Nike commercial where they're dribbling and I want people to be dressed in my clothes with the sneakers on. Mm. I want to do a photo shoot. Um, it, there was, a, there was a, a thing where a bunch of Nike athletes had um, white um, shooting um, clothing on and it was called Second Coming, and I want to do a photo shoot with every player of the teams and kind of look like Olympics. Yeah. And it's like before the game, so it's pro- promo. So now every player can promo it. I probably, um, I want to put money into the game so if they win something, so like, yo, I want to come in the tournament, your clothes is covered, and y'all can win money. Mm. And that's it. And I, I kind of do want to eventually get to the point where I have my own Dykeman type of thing, but I am working with, like, my um, councilman and everything to put that in motion, so... First thing is the McFly Classic. This McFly thing is going to go places. McFly <laughs> Classic for the basketball sneakers. Second thing I'm working on, I'm actually working on my own kind of home running shoe. So mold, you know, like just like um, the Crocs and all those type of things. I'm working on that now. I actually just got new numbers on that now, so I'm working on the samples. I just, it's, you're watching, if you watch this a year later, you'll see that. It's actually becoming a thing where 
um, brands are thinking of, you know, getting rid of all the lace and all the other leather because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's too cost effective. And what Salehi and Kanye have done is made it so popular that everybody wants. Mm. And if you watch, every company has entered it, even down to Balenciaga. And everybody's entered it. My people need it too. Let's get it. So I'm putting mm. that in. And lastly, the biggest thing, um, and before I even get into the last thing, which is dear to my heart, I want to tell you that not always money, it should be love, but there's one thing that I do this for, and that's purpose. Mm. I'm really, really big on purpose. And I always tell people that, well, two things I say is that if I can't get up and go play basketball right now, I'm a prisoner, which is that's why I was playing ball all day. Mm. Second thing is um, I want to be the person that I needed growing up. So I'm starting this company, non-for-profit. I'm actually supposed to hit my CPA tomorrow, um, non-for-profit called Karma, where um, kids are resilient, multifaceted artists. And I want to um, actually um, get kids six, seven, eight grade, right before that turning point, before they think they're too grown or they're too young, and actually help them become artists. I have the infrastructure where I could make a kid a podcast, could make you a model, could make you a designer, make you a fashion designer, I can make you a model, I can make you a photographer, a videographer. Why not? Mm. So that's where I'm going now. And I just have, like, you know, turn around and just tell someone, even a basketball player I can make you. I mean, anything you really want to do, I can help you become it. And it's just, if it's not me directly, I have a phone call away. Oh, well, you want to learn how to make beats? Got a guy down the block. Mm. Oh, you live on the West Coast? My friend just got signed in Mustard. <laughs> I bring you in the studio session. Yeah. You want to you wanna be a rapper? My friend is a, uh, my friend writes for people. Yeah. Let's get it. Yeah, that's beautiful, and I think it's needed, right? That's kind of, again, right, that's that's our whole premise is really figuring out how to uh, break these barriers, right, because people need to learn. They need to meet the people. They need they need to get the gems. You dropped so many gems, right, that I think it's important. One of them being, right, use corporate money to pay for, pay yeah. for your shit, right, so that you don't have to, right, and then Big make money off of that. It's important to think about that. And if we start teaching ourselves that now, like at a young age, mm-hmm. yo, forget about it. You're changing the whole ecosystem and just shout out to you for that type of work that you're doing because it's important um and young people need that joint right absolutely i mean it took me very long after graduating and spending a whole bunch of money on college to yeah. know where i wanted to go and if i, I if i started eighth grade i can only imagine yeah mm. game time be who you needed to be growing up yeah. i like that be who i needed exactly. be who you needed. all right so before we let you go or before you kick us out because it's your crib um, <laughs> There's a game we like to play. Uh, it's called Rapid Fire. So uh, Jay came up with five questions, and the way it works, you're gonna come up with the first word or words that you think of when you hear the question. Don't take too much time thinking about it. Have a little fun with it. Muggsy, are you ready? I am ready. Jay, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Who is your favorite fashion designer? Ralph Lauren. What is your all-time favorite sneaker? The Yeezy Wave Runner 700. What are three words to describe the Muggsy McFly brand? Bronx, Orange, Wild. What is your all-time favorite hip-hop album? My all-time favorite hip-hop album would probably be... Uh, I'm going to just go with Harlem World. Okay, Ooh, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. And what is one word to describe the Bronx? <laughs> Jiggy. Shout out to to the homie Jiggy too (laughs) Yeah, dope Alright man, yo, that concludes The Rapid Fire And I'm gonna pass it over to Kevin To just close this out on the podcast, man This was super dope Uh, I just wanna close out by thanking you Um, Come on, man, come on Yeah, so just 
so you dropped a, a, a ton of gems. You, you had a really dope interview. But one of the things I really appreciate about you is, regardless of all the dope things that you did, you you are doing, still pick up the phone, still like answer our text back, and still and did our show. So I definitely appreciate and, that. And, and just so y'all know too, right? Again, it's about staying grounded and being humble. He ain't know if he ain't really knows from a hole in the wall before the summit, right? Like, yeah, yeah, so um, yeah. that's just a testament to you. Well, I will tell y'all. I mean. I feel like the stigma of like celebrity is really bad. I don't consider myself that, but people do. It happens. Like, I, I'm gonna just start accepting it now because I'll run into people places and they'll ask for like an autograph or a picture. Like, <laughs> me? Like, no. People tell my mom that she's not my mom. Like, they don't believe it. Like, that's scary. <laughs> that's scary. Um, but I just wanna be realistic, man. Like, why, why, why? We all. I'm a man of the people. Like J Cole says, like you take the crowd and you break it up and everybody gets a piece. Mm. And I'm really big on energy. And you guys' energy was always great. You're doing stuff from the Bronx. I mean, like, mm. I want to be in every conversation for the Bronx. That's mm. that's a good conversation. Why not? I mean, yeah. if I consider myself the designer of the Bronx, I want to be in it. I want to be a part Thanks. of it. I want to... I wanna, my, my mission is to own my borough, then my city, then my mm. coast. Mm. And then we move from there. I like it. So once again, thank you for, for kicking it with us. Thank you for all the gems that you dropped. Thank you for letting us be at McFly Studios on White Plains Road. This is such a dope space. Thank you. Um, this interview definitely lifted me up, and I, I'm actually probably play this back a couple times because it's things yeah. I learned. Yeah. Uh, so I know people listening are definitely going to get a lot from it. Um, so if people want to follow you, people, anyone who's not already, can you throw out your social media? How can they follow um, you? How can they tap in? At Muggsy McFly, Instagram. Muggsy McFly on everything. And um, not to sound crazy, you can really just type Muggsy McFly at Google, and everything comes up. Mm. Like, Everything. It's kind of scary at this point. But yeah, I mean, I'm here. And I'll tell people, if anybody really, really wants to connect, I really answer. Just, 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 <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it is. I just believe that you gotta have some type of heart or love for it. Don't hit me and be like, what's the best t-shirt? It's not a real question. It's not legit. You have, you did something, you tried something, it didn't work out, you need help? I'm here. I, I sat here, get DMs and People will come in, and it's just me here, and I'll meet with them. I had a dude come in, he was 6'6", looked like a serial killer, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, I be setting myself up, but I want to help. But the energy, like, don't come here and, and try to pick my brain about some fast money scheme. If I see your artist and you're for it, hit me. I answer. I seen your interview here, here, here. I would love to tap in. I'm, I'm, I'm able to be touched. That's it. And that's, that's my purpose. Man of the people, we appreciate you, brother. Of course, man. Jay, can you throw out our social medias real quick? Yeah, for sure. Follow us on Instagram at Live from the Bronx. Follow us on Twitter at Live from the BX. We're going to get the Facebook page popping. We got our new intern. He's going to make sure we write on the social media front. And hit us on our website, livefromthebronx.com. That's where all of our information, like anything you want to know about our uh, brand, what we're doing, who we're interviewing, et cetera, it's there. We have the Bronx Summit 2023 is coming. We're going to start the planning process. We're going to put that website out soon. And make sure you follow that page as well. We just created that Instagram page, Bronx Summit. That is at underscore the Bronx Summit. And it's going to be popping. It's going to be even bigger next year. And... If you want, hit us on our email. Let us know who you want to see. We're branching out now. We started in the Bronx. Got so many dope Bronx creatives, but we want to continue to touch the people um, and give other creators a platform, um, you know, the space too. So uh, we'll be in the Bronx. We're going to keep bringing, bringing the Bronx to you, and we'll start to add some other people into the fold. So with all that said, Kev? 
Yeah, I'll chill. We back. Yeah.